Well, well, if, if you're listening to this, I can guarantee you one thing: you have had a better Monday than me and Dalton. No, they've had a better weekend than us as well. <laughs> Very true. We're gonna dive right on into that. Um, so, without further ado, roll that fucking intro, David. I'm drum. I'm drummer. All right, welcome back, everybody. Week number 14. Hey, guys. How are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what are we going to start with? <laughs> guys, should we, we just address the, let's just the get elephant this over with. in the room? Um, the one that's staring at me from the mantle? Uh, by now, you've heard. You've seen. You've cried. I've cried. We've cried. Did you guys cry? Yes. Yeah, I cried. I got, I, I got like teary. I didn't like I didn't like ball, but I I definitely did not sleep well last yeah, night none, at all. None, like none, at all. None of the drums slept well last night. All right, well explain what you're talking about. So there's this ancient game, <laughs> this um this holiday, some may say, that comes up once a year, about the February end of January type of time. It's called the Super Bowl, and the 49ers have been in it seven times, eight times, seven. We've won five Super Bowls. We've lost the last two. The last time we were in the Super Bowl, we played Baltimore. In 2012. In 2012. And uh, that was probably the hardest loss. No. The hardest loss was the NFC Championship the year before. The, no, the year after that. No, the year before that, we got the NFC Championship. Which one? Lost. The one where Kyle Williams fumbled the ball? Or the one where Navarro Bowman picks the ball off? Seattle destroys his knee. Oh, he comes down video. with the ball. They take it off, and then they dump popcorn on Navarro Bowman while they carted him off the field. Yeah. They did what? Yeah. There's a picture of Navarro Bowman, like, literally, like, arguably at this time, like, the greatest linebacker in, like, arguably one of the greatest linebackers in the NFL at that time. Absolutely, like, just nasty play. Tears up everything in his knee. They bring up a cart. They cart him off the field, and some Seattle Seahawks fans start dumping popcorn over the side into the tunnel right on top of him. To this day, that pisses me the fuck off. Yeah, some people are dicks, man. But the 49ers lost the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm like, like I, I'm an Andy Reid fan. So there's a part of me that is happy for Andy Reid. But I just wish that he had done this any other Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, He's been doing this for a long time. He finally got a, a Super Bowl team and... They 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 played us. Yeah, yeah man, they, they outplayed us completely. Yeah, um, yeah. It was there's no reason for us to complain about the calls. Like yeah, there were some bad ones, but nothing that would have changed the but game. It, it was also it was also back and forth. Like it was it was it was, in, it was a pretty fairly evenly called game. I mean ten ten um, at halftime, and then we came back third quarter. We we outscored it by ten points again. And then they just last nine minutes, man. Yeah, but it is what it is. We've been through this, unfortunately, before. Yeah. Hopefully, this is the last time. One thing I'm afraid of, though, and I'm just going to put this out there. I'm going to knock on wood before and after. There's this thing called the Super Bowl hangover, and the Rams experienced it this year. So what that is, is it's really, really hard to get to the Super Bowl. Any given Sunday, any team can be any team. So the Super Bowl hangover is the team that loses the Super Bowl. A lot of times with this a very very like like not a lot of turnover when it comes to staff or players for whatever reason they just can't get it together the next year so they come out and they expect to go to the super bowl again 
and do all this stuff. And so, like, you kind of saw that with the Rams this year. They still had a, a decent season, but it wasn't. It took them a while to get to a decent season. You know, too. but yeah, but it wasn't what we saw last year. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm worried about. However, just from what I've seen and, and read, and believe me, I've extensively read on on this the culture that kyle shanahan and john lynch has created and the balanced offense that we do have and that stout defense i think we do have the right pieces in place where apparently uh, george kittle and k1 alexander were talking about the legendary k1 or kwan because i I only heard k1 with k1 williams actually no it is kwan sorry kwan alexander they were talking about the the legendary revenge like Mm -hmm. like they're already talking about next year and george kittle's like i can't fucking wait so we'll see only time will tell for that and that, that was one of them one and of the things so let me give a, a shouty touty to our our lovely lovely little doggy miles she unfortunately passed away passed on away. friday on friday morning friday morning yeah that was a rough one we had her for 15 years i got her when i was in third grade Remember, she came out of the box, mm-hmm. and you just looked at her, and I thought she was a robot. That she was a robot. I did not think that uh, she was a real thing, and I was so scared to look at her, so scared to grab her. Mm-hmm. She, and then, and then I think I think we told the story about you wanted to name her after yourself. I want to name her Dalton, but my parents said no. <laughs> so uh, it's time for me to tell you guys her real name. It was actually Dalton Miles Drum. <laughs> I just let you guys think it was Miles. <laughs> no, yeah. we, we're gonna miss her. It was. Fairly unexpected. I mean, she was acting fine. She was running around. She was happy. Like she, she was very happy. She was she was fat. She was also she very was horny. Running around. She, she was horny. Hump on Mile or Maggie all the time. Yeah. But yeah, it was a rough one. It was it was a rough loss. It was a rough day. I was at work. Matthew called me. After, yeah, I have this tendency of when our dogs pass, I'm the, the I'm the lucky individual that gets to find them. So did you find Butch too? I did find Butch too. Butch was an English bulldog that we grew up with, yeah. and um, when he passed, I was Monique and I had just walked in the door, so that was not fun. But um, I, I don't know, man. Like like we've we've said it before, right? Like the past couple months or past couple years, you know, every day we wake up and I kind of like stare at her to see if she's actually breathing or not, right? Yeah, she like, was she was blind. She was deaf, and then she was just a giant idiot. She would (laughs) okay, and we have to explain why. It's not just her being an idiot. She has reasons. She does. She's eaten. She's done this twice. First time, she ate a severely ungodly amount of chocolate. So she ate when she was a puppy. She ate a king size Snickers bar. King size. She went to town on that bitch. Yeah, and she comes walking out drunk. And Dalton, I just remember Dalton being like, mom, what, what's wrong with Miles? Miles yeah. is acting funny. And my mom like pieced it together. She could have walked straight. And the wrapper was under my bed, which is where she found it. So they took her to the hospital or whatever, gave her a bunch of charcoal and, and all this stuff. And it got really, really bad. Like she was really close to dying. And that was, was that the first time she ate chocolate? That was the second time. Okay. I can't remember the first okay. time. The first time she jumped on the table and we had it was christmas time the week before christmas break and i don't know why i remember this so well <laughs> the week before christmas break and we come home and we see her on the table i don't know if she was passed out i don't know if she was trying to get down i don't know what happened i can't remember that part but i remember walking in and seeing just a bunch of kisses wrappers it was a whole bag of oh kisses, yeah chocolate kisses she ate the whole fucking thing she David. was a glutton she ate all of it I don't know how she got it open. I don't know like what how she could have possibly done it. Foil and all? No, the foil <laughs> was like a lot of the foil was just torn to pieces. Yeah. Like so she got through the foil. 
but like she ate all the chocolate david she was on charcoal like she could only have charcoal and some shit for literally three months yeah it was like a long time it was bad and then she was never mentally there yeah so so i i really think that like the chocolate did something and it like did something to her brain because after that like she was there but you could tell she was like in another world and she wandered so especially like one of the more recent stories of miles i was celebrating a bachelor party and so i went up to big bear and my buddy kev comes over and uh to pick me up because we're gonna carpool up there and so he gets here at about 6 a.m and for whatever reason he had something in his car that i wanted to throw out or i had something i think i drove yeah so i had something in my car that i wanted to take out so i have a side gate over here so i took it out i went i opened the side gate i threw it out and I just like swung it close, right? And, and, and it closed. And so I get in my car and I go. So for, I get home. Dalton gets home. And it's, uh, it's like the day I think of the Christmas party for the gym. And we get home and I go inside. I get changed and I'm like hanging out. And I'm like, where are the dogs? Like the dog doors open, but none of the dogs have come out. So I'm like walking around. I'm like, Miles, Maggie, Miles, Maggie. Like no, no response. And Maggie always responds. Mm-hmm. She barks. If you say Maggie... If you look at her and make eye contact, she will bark the shit out of you. Yeah. just what she does, and we appreciate it. So I'm, like, walking around, and the, one of the gates is closed. I walk to the other side, and the other gate is just slightly open. Not a lot, but just enough. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so I go, and I try to close the gate, but the clip to lock it in place is rusted. So when Matthew tried to slam it, it didn't shut. It just hit it and then bounced right back. But Matthew was in a rush. Like, it's not his fault. It happens. So then... We go on this crazy adventure. So the chip for Maggie, the phone number on it is still my mom's phone number. So all of a sudden I get this call. Okay. I'm at a bachelor party. I am drunk at a bowling alley in Big Bear. I am up a mountain. I get a call from my mom hysterically crying and I cannot understand a word that she's saying. I'm thinking that my grandfather's passed. I'm thinking all these terrible things. And all I'm thinking is like, this is about to be a very expensive Uber to get down this mountain. Like, yeah. this is going to be rough, right? Because nobody, not, like, nobody I'm with can drive. Finally, I, I like, I'm like, Mom, I have no idea. Like, what the hell are you trying to tell me? And she's like, Maggie's at the pound. The dogs got out. And, and we can't find miles. I am on top of a mountain. What the hell do you think I'm going to do? Like, I don't know why, right? So I'm like, okay, hold on. I call Dalton. I call Dad. And I immediately know the gate didn't close all the way. Because I had a thought. Matt, go check to make sure it's closed. And I was in a rush and I didn't. That's on me. So automatically, I'm like, all right, Maggie's good. Where the hell is Miles? Yeah. So I walk through this whole godforsaken neighborhood, knocking on every door, asking for my dog. And they go, oh no. It turns out everybody wants to fucking sit on their porch and watch me walk around. <laughs> so I'm walking up to them, like, hey, have you seen my dog? No. And I was like, oh, well, I haven't told you what it looks like yet. So, um, it's like a little black and white chihuahua. Doesn't really walk straight. Um, <laughs> can't really put his tongue in his mouth. Yep. Um, and also can't see. So if you see anything <laughs> that's just running into something, she also can't hear you. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just looking for like a like a rock. Honestly, if you yeah. see, it might be her. Like if, it's, if you see a rock, it might be her. So yeah. I I texted you, or I called you, or something. I texted David, and I was like, "Hey, bro, um, I might be late to the party. Like, I can't really find Miles." And he's like, "I'm on my way." So yeah. thank God, MVP. David came. <laughs> and so it took David like maybe thirty minutes to an hour to get to get to the house just because of traffic. 
And so we kept walking around. Dad came. Me and dad drove around everywhere. No fucking luck. So while they're doing this, I'm sitting down in my my drunken brilliance and I go, all right, I'm going to go to Twitter because I've seen this work. So So many times. I drunkenly make a tweet and I I had luckily just taken a picture of Miles um, like the week before. I posted on Twitter. I'm like, yo... My dog's out. Anybody in the Ontario area, if you keep an eye peeled, like Twitter, do your thing. Like, and I, I'm mean, honestly, I, I'm sure people retweeted it, but I'm sure it was like probably David is probably your sister's. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know how much how much exposure it got. So then I'm like, okay, well, there has to be a Facebook group or something, right? There has to be a website where I can post it, and if somebody finds her, you know, and I had just taken their collars off because we we're giving them a bath or. or the clanging bugged me. Was Something it, stupid. Was it Miles like uh, scratching herself and she was like getting it caught? Yeah, because uh, we, 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 we had to cut her nails. We had to cut her nails. I swear we're good dog owners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to an extent. But so, so anyways, so I go on this website and it's like, you know, lost dog ads. And so what you do is like, it's kind of like Anchor where you post it there and it just distributes it all over the place. So I drop about $400 on an ad with Miles's picture, description, phone number, okay? Post it, non-refundable. Yeah. Post it, five minutes later. Hold on, hold on. So Matthew does it, he sends me a text. He's like, hey, look what I did. Tell me if you get anything, let me know. I have it out there and I see it and I'm looking at it and David walks through the door. Um, he's, he's like, all right, man, like, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I mean, let's let's go look. Yeah, so we instead of staying in that neighborhood, David drives us to the neighborhood next door. Across the street. Across the street. Like, she might have made it across the street. Yeah. If that's, if that's the case, then who knows? Yeah. yeah, so we're driving across the street and all of a sudden I get this call and I look, it's from my dad. Okay, I was like, what's up, dad? And he's like, hey, got her. I was like, right, okay, you're going to tell me? He's like, yeah, I got her. She's at home. And I was like, all right, well, don't fucking tell me anything. So, but, so be, before I do the ad thing, my dad calls me and I'm, I'm broken up about it because I'm like, dad, like I fucked up, man. Like Dalton's going to hate me forever because his dog's never going to be found. And dad literally goes, honestly, Matt, as long as she's fed, <laughs> she'll have no idea. <laughs> and I'm like, you're not wrong, but still, like, I don't want her anywhere, anywhere else I want here. So I post the ad. Five minutes later, I get a call from Dalton saying, hey, don't worry about it, bro. She's home. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> the most expensive. Dude, I just lost $400. <laughs> and I was like, you didn't. We, we literally just started like three hours ago searching for her. Like we had plenty of time. Bro, <laughs> I was stranded, dude. I was up a mountain drunk. And then getting Maggie out of the pound was a goddamn pain in the ass. Well, when, like people are unhelpful. When, when dad finally got home and we're like, she, I, I held her and I was like holding her, loving on her. And dad goes, yeah, I was just driving by the house on the corner over there. And these two girls had her on a leash, just playing like playing with <laughs> yeah. her. And Miles had no idea what was going on. Yeah, she, she was just running around with them. Yeah. And I was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> and he's, he's like, yeah, they were like right there on the corner. And I was like. What the fuck? And it was the only house that I didn't knock on because there was no car in there. So I didn't think anyone was home. Yeah. So I was like, okay. But that was the house that she was at this whole time. They said they had her for like two and a half hours. And I was like, that's the time like Matthew left and I got home. Yep. And I was like, what the fuck? So yeah, they had her the whole time. Miles had no fucking idea. And uh, after that, wait, no. And then the dogs got out again that one time. Remember with the gardeners? Yeah. So the gar- the gardeners backed their lawnmower in. And only Maggie got out that time. Yeah. Um, but luckily, I live right up the street. But Maggie is a runner. Yeah. So Mag- Maggie bolted, but for like the gardeners were assholes and just watched the dog run down the street. 
didn't call us, didn't do anything. Uh, so luckily, you know, I get a call from my mom. Luckily, she's more calm this time saying, hey, uh, I think one of your neighbors grabbed Maggie. Somehow she got out. Go ahead and here's the phone number. So I called her. The lady was super cool. And I was like, hey, can I pay you? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, just if my dogs get out, bring them back to my house. They like live like right around the corner. So, um, yeah. And Matthew came back and yelled at the gardeners. And then that's the, that's the part that Matthew fails to mention right now in the story because it's a lot more interesting. I was than waiting just, for that And too, I got the yeah. dog. <laughs> Fuck up. <laughs> You fucking cussed out those gardeners. I was pissed. And then they never worked for us again. They never worked for us again. They, they still even, haven't come they back. They haven't come back. I was pissed. I I like grab I grab Maggie and they're like packing up to go. And he looks at me and I point at him. I said, don't you fucking go anywhere. And he looks at me. And so then I put Maggie inside. And I go and I tell the lady, I'm like, thank you so much. So the guy comes over. He goes, sir. And I, I feel bad now. And it's like of in course, the moment. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's not so much that. He, he told me, he's like, did you expect me to go run down the street to get your dog? And I'm like, no, but I'm expecting a fucking phone call of some sort to be like, hey, this happened. I'm sorry. Like, you know, I, I was just going to come home. My dog was going to be gone. Right. We like we're adamant. We we're like, yo, this one's a runner. Close the gate. Yeah. Like close. The, and he goes, your dog's very friendly. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like she knows you guys. Right. So he's like, sir, if you're not happy with my work and I'm like, this isn't my house. Like I can't fire you. Like I want to, but I can't because this isn't my house. And so he goes, okay, sir, I understand, I understand. And I'm like, I'm like, look, bro, like, just if it happens again, give me a call, all right? And he goes, okay. And I'm like, all right, thank you. And I walked inside. Dad thinks that I like held him on the ground and was like, you listen, like, no, I was, here, I was pissed, but I was like, you know, I handled it well. Fuck and then they never came back. <laughs> yeah, they never came back. So they'll, it's funny because they do everyone's houses here. So they'll go. Oh, and you'll see right them next still. door, and you'll see them take their car. And it'll be like right next door, and then they'll drive around our house to the next house, uh-huh. yeah, and then they, use it again. And, and they, like, they don't park in front of our house at all. Oh uh-huh. my god! But so now we lock the dog, or we lock the dogs up in the corner now until the gardeners. And the gardener's cool because the gardener will do it, and now he'll like just let the dogs out before he leaves. So yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. Okay. Shouty touty to him. But, yeah, Miles is a wild dog. Miles is a wild dog she with has, some wild times. She has cataracts, and then her tongue her sticks tongue. out like that. Once she lost some of her teeth, her tongue was ultimately it out. Was like the all rest. over the place. Yeah. She lost some of her teeth? Yeah, she lost. She, she, had, she always had teeth problems. Yeah. But she was like, we could never afford to get her teeth fixed. So at the end of the time, they just, they just all kind of went away. So... She always had her tongue out. She could never put it back in. Yeah, like a... And she liked to eat her food, but she would take one pebble of food, walk it outside, and just enjoy everything and eat her food. Come back inside. You could just imagine the door. Yep. Like the door just flapping. For every piece. For every piece. every piece. And she could eat a lot. She was a glutton. She would take her time. And, you know, little mama, she enjoyed her food. She did. She enjoyed eating. She just ate all the time. I just remember being at your old house. And this is right after I got Indiana. And Indiana's three right now. But at the oh, time the story happened, <laughs> Indiana was maybe like a year or so. And we were all sitting around your table outside in the front yard. And Indy was there and he was running around. And so I'm used to this six-month-old <laughs> spryly dog. And I grabbed Miles and I picked her up and I was petting with her. And I was loving on her and stuff like that. <laughs> I was like, all right, Miles, let's go. And I just tossed her because I was like, oh, she'll land like Indy nope. does. And she nope. just goes... Plump, and right on rolled. the ground. Yep. And I was like, ooh, oh, she's there's old. No, there's no spring in that. <laughs> nope. Not yeah. on those legs. Um, at the end of the day, we we miss her. We love you, Miles. She's a good dog. Yeah. We're all a little bummed out. Two losses in uh, one weekend. Yeah. Kind of hurts. Yeah. Dalton, when you were little, remember I sent you that video on Twitter of that little kid that goes around and he reviews Shirley Temples? That was 
fucking hilarious. Dude, that was Dalton when he was little. So there's this little kid, and he has his whole Instagram page. And he goes around, and he just gets Shirley Temples at every place that he goes to eat. And <laughs> so he gets any reviews. Like, he, like, he, like, literally, like, be, like, in Texas or something. Oh, yeah. He has a little twang. He had a little twang to him. And so he spins it around. He's like, the red consistency, it looks like it's a Shirley Temple. We'll give that a five. Like, he gives it ratings, right? But that was Dalton when he was little, because we would always go eat. And every time we would go to this, there's this little steakhouse that the average age of the people that eat there is like 80. Mm-hmm. It's called Tenderloin. They have the the steak is the delicious. Bomb ass steaks, yeah. And so Dalton, every time we'd go there, we'd get Shirley Temples. And what's funny is in that video, the kid goes, the only thing is that they didn't give me my cherries. He's like, yeah. they, they didn't put my cherries in the Shirley Temple. I remember Dalton at one point, the, the waitress comes over and Dalton goes, oh, I would like to get a Shirley Temple, please, with extra cherries. And then the, the girl starts laughing. So she goes and she, um, you know, hooked Dalton up with Yeah, all, but all then the, the refill, she only, she only put one cherry. And I was like, bitch extra cherries every time it's not it's not a one-time deal i'm gonna drink 10 of these you have to give me extra cherries yeah cherries. So, but yeah that that totally would have been dalton when he was little yeah dalton you watch drake and josh man i mean i watched it with you yes all right did you ever wonder why uh what the sign of a good kisser was yes was that one of the tests that mm-hmm. like drake does yeah yeah the so, sign of a so, good kisser yeah so drake can do it in like a matter of like two seconds and then josh just like chews on the stem for like half an hour so don can you tie a cherry stem absolutely not yeah me either i tried i really did after that episode i had a whole thing of cherries trying to do one and i kept feeling like okay well they obviously had to use a different stem to do it so i went through a whole thing of cherries i'm pretty sure they were like three years old in the (laughs) 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 but I mean, I tried eating them. I would take the cherry stem and I would like play with it, trying to like get it there. And I was like, you know what? This stem probably isn't the right stem. Obviously, I need a different type of stem. So I would do the next one and the next one. Next thing you know, I'm out of the jar. My stomach hurts. <laughs> this isn't working out. I'm not a good kisser. A bunch of chewed stems. Yeah, failed. <laughs> but how does that? Why? Because you like have to use your tongue. I th- yeah, I think it's just yeah. like. You but have I to- feel like you use your teeth a lot in that too, and I don't think that translates well, I mean, very you can, well. If you're making out with somebody, you just bite that fucking tongue. Who doesn't do that? <laughs> Real quick, they like the pain. Maybe. I'm sorry, just Jessica. Jess? <laughs> 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 just like, mm, get your tongue. <laughs> So well, like I got your nose like get your tongue. Get your tongue. tongue. <laughs> I don't there are other things that are like like if you want to practice how to kiss or something like that. Kissing an apple? Besides like a pillow and stuff like that. So I never did there's actually an old MTV show. Uh-huh. I cannot remember the name of it, but I remember it was like oh shit, this is gonna bug me. I remember I forget why, but I was home alone for like a week. Like Dalton, they were my parents took Dalton somewhere and it was on MTV, so I'd watch it. And it was this guy, and he would teach all these other single men like how to pick up on women. And so I remember one time they, they it was like the kissing test, right? And so all the guys like they interview them separately, and like the host had to come in and she had to like kiss all the guys and give them pointers, right? So obviously the cherry stem conversation comes up, so but that's not one of the challenges. So. The girl comes in and she like rates them all and like, you know, like this one guy was the best. He's like, oh, yeah, I knew I would be the best. I'm such a good. This is this is where I shine. This is where I shine. <laughs> I remember sitting there like, like, I don't know how I'm in like middle school. Right. And so the girl tells one of the like the guy who like scored the worst. It was literally painful. Like it was so hard for me to watch. And she tells him, she's like, OK, this is what you're going to do. And she gives him an apple and she's like, you're going to practice with the apple. So you're going to, you know, kiss it softly and like literally all this stuff. So this guy is on MTV 
making out with an apple. So I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, so that's how you learn how to kiss? Like, all right. Yep. So my mom goes, man, I'm going to the grocery store. You need anything? Mom, can you give me some apples? (laughs) That's how it started. Yeah. So that's how you made me to it, too. uh You're like, bro, just make out with an apple, man. Yeah. I remember it was like, I'm a first girlfriend. Like, did you go up to him? I'm like, Matt, how do I kiss? Or he used to go, Dalton, you got to try this out. No, no, no. I was at my first girlfriend, my first kind of like long, long term girlfriend, like my first like six month relationship. Her name was Courtney. And it was like eighth or seventh grade. And I walked up to Matthew and I was like, Matthew, he's like, what's up, dude? I was like, I think I want to kiss her. I think I want to. He goes, all right, get an apple. (laughs) And I was like, bro, uh, okay. He's he's like, he's like, all right, Dalton, what you're going to do is you're just going to kiss it real softly <laughs> and just take your time with the apple and like, just and like totally like not joking this no, fucker is serious i'm dead serious dead serious he's like just really caress it like understand it and I was, he's like you can even take a bite and make it more like lip like and i was like oh I oh i get that. it yes you did you fucker and i was like okay so day comes you know my first kiss i'm fucking excited right i'm so nervous my body's shaking and it's like right before we have to go back to school, back to class i'm like you know what i'll be like all right all right babe i'm gonna go class i'll see you later and so it's at lunch and i'm holding hands with her and i'm staring at her i'm staring at her for two fucking minutes <laughs> i'm just like i'm not saying anything i'm just looking at her and she's like just looking around like just thinking like oh nothing's changed and i'm like oh shit oh shit just think about the apple just think about the apple and i'm like trying to focus and so I'm pretty sure I got really close to passing out because I went, <laughs> I went, okay, I was, I was like, all right, you ready to go? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, hold on. I was like, I'm going to kiss you. And I look to her and everything goes black and white. <laughs> and all, all your training out the window. And I'm like, I'm like, I think I'm going to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, getting closer and closer. And I'm like, I remember it like it was yesterday dude like i thought i was gonna fucking die and i like go and i give her just like the softest like just like the softest kiss and i was like fuck i did it and i'm like walking around i could tell she wanted to kiss again i was like nah bitch you got one you're done i'm done and while i'm on top i'm gonna go nap like i'm exhausted yeah i remember that and then i came home to you and i was like i was like bro i did it he's like how'd it go and i was like i don't know i don't know how it went but i liked it that's funny for me like i didn't have anybody i could ask those questions to because like i have all girl cousins like that's a very awkward conversation to go ask your cousin you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so it was like there was that was like the first time where i was like okay like i think i know how to do it like how do you do it right though is there a right or wrong way like is this a trial and error basis that we're going with here so that was like the first time there was like structure and i was just kind of like just went with it you figured it out by ninth grade I, that is yes. those are some intense <laughs> sessions in the middle of class, Thank we'd you. be in drama class and just in the corner, Matt's going at it. You'd be smacking? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? In class? <laughs> it was like, it was drama. So I'd be like, go work on your scenes. And then we'd all go work on our scenes. And What's your just- scene? Uh, sex. <laughs> sex with the mouth. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Oh, man. That's so disrespectful. <laughs> Not even to the teacher, to the students. Like... Oh my god. <laughs> I remember this one time. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. <laughs> We're going to make out stories. Okay, but this one's about me. This one's about me and Jessica. So me and Jessica would go behind the art building and we would make out 
And there was this group of like like seniors, and I was a junior group of seniors that would like cat calling all the girls. I would walk by, and so we always ignored them. Like we were just <laughs> hanging out. So one time we're making out, we're having a good time, and then one of the guys is just like, "Hey, baby, why don't you come make out with me?" And my girl, I was, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "You shut the fuck up, bitch!" And he's like, "He's like, fuck you, come say it to my face." And I was like, "All right." I start to walk over there. Jessica grabs me by the neck and she goes, nope, and pushes me. <laughs> and I'm walking through the field and I'm yelling at this motherfucker while Jessica is holding her bags, has her hand across my neck, pushing me away so I don't fight this guy. Yo, Jessica's a real one. She made sure I didn't get kicked out of school. But that shit was funny. That shit was really funny. Do you have any really weird makeout stories, Matthew? I remember the first time I saw Matthew kiss. Who was it? Was it in middle school? <laughs> no, I remember the first time, I forget her name, but we pull up and it's after swim practice and we had to like pick him up and I'm still in middle school and I look and Matthew's <laughs> holding her hand and they're talking and I'm like, okay, like, I'm like, I yell and go, Matt, we're here. And Matt like looks at me and like rolls his eyes like, God, I fucking, fucking hate my parents. I hate my parents. <laughs> <laughs> and like I, I'm like, what is he gonna do? What is he doing? What is he doing? And he like, he like, he like grabs her. He grabs her by the fucking shoulders, and, and like, fucking strangles her shoulders. Fucking pulls her in with all his might, and it's like passionately just doing this weird ass side kiss. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I was like, I, I never typed mom going, mom, what the fuck is going on? Like, not saying what the fuck. I was like, mom, what is going on? And she's like, she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and she didn't know how to react. And we're both looking at it like, what the fuck? Like, you just kissed in front of us? And, like, for our family and for how we grew up, you don't kiss. You don't show affection in front of family. Like, that's just not how you do it. You don't kiss them. You don't really hug them too much. You don't squeeze their butts. And Matthew did all those things at once. <laughs> And I was like, Matthew came in the car, and me and Mom were both just like, um, <laughs> how was your day? <laughs> like, fucking great. <laughs> God, that was the funniest shit when I think about it now. <laughs> so we all had to learn how to kiss at some point, but it took us a while. No, MTV MTV helped, but that, that sh- those are some wild shows Dude, on that seriously, channel. Or like, did you remember like staying up really, really late and watching like MTV? Like, I didn't even just stay up late. I was just watching it all the time. Oh, but see, we weren't allowed I, to I, watch that's, And that's the question I have when I yeah. when I was looking at through this, because for some reason, oh, I was going through DVD collections, and it was like MTV Next, Room Raiders. Yeah. Date my mom, hit my ride. Yeah. But I, I did have the question of like, are you guys allowed to watch that? Because it seemed pretty well, racy back then. <laughs> no, we weren't even allowed to watch Adult Swim. Yeah, we weren't allowed to watch that. It. I mean, that's worse than MTV. Yeah, okay. so we weren't allowed but to watch MTV. Um, so we would have to stay up really late. So there's like that whole era of movies that kind of came out like towards you know 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010. That people quote all the time, and it was just like it's. I call it like the pop punk era because it was when like pop punk was super in the mainstream. No, but, but I'm not talking movies. Like I'm not talking music. The aesthetic was like taking over. It was like every oh, soundtrack was in the movie yeah, 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 was like yeah, yeah. a pop punk song. Yeah, or but so but we weren't allowed to watch that. So like and you know people quote that stuff all the time. Like American I have no Pie idea. And- yeah, I have no idea about any of that stuff. But we would always watch it during like summer vacation. Like my parents would go to sleep and we'd stay up late. And I feel like I feel like at this point all of us kind of had like the same 
Oh yeah, you know, but but like George Lopez, like you'd fall oh, yeah. asleep, I, you'd I, wake up at three a.m. to watch his George specials. Lopez, so George I'm Lopez, like in the, the middle of the air, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> but you know, you watch that. But then we, me and Dalton would always watch MTV because like the, all the music videos and the girls in the bikinis and and this and that. So we would stay up late and watch it and stuff. But now I just watch Samurai Jack. Yeah, and then Dalton. <laughs> Dal- <laughs> Dalton's always been the same. <laughs> The amount of times I'd be watching something and I'd be like, hell yeah, this is awesome. Bikinis, music, everything you want. And Dalton's like, can we watch cartoons? Can we we watch cartoons? I'm like, Dalton, what the hell? Dude, he's like, come on, like this is kind of boring. I'm like, bro. Dude, Samurai Jack's where it's at. It would always come on late too. But But yeah, I think I I started watching MTV a lot when when Jersey Shore was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Like, oh, that was right. right after the whole era of like Viva La Bam. Yeah. Oh, I love. Oh, yeah, we we love Viva, Viva La Bam. Bam. Viva La Bam was the best. Viva La Bam was probably one of my favorite. Like, not it was not reality. It was. Dude, it, I was, was, it was like you know David Dobrik's vlog. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It was just a TV show about yeah. Bam living his life and oh, being, doing pranks and going crazy. That I would stay up late to watch Wild Boys. Yeah, see, I never really watched Wild Boys. I watched Viva La Bam, but I was also going through, like, a lot. So I was, like, kind of, like, disrespectful to my parents. And they were, like, convinced that it's because I watched one episode of Viva La Bam. And that, like, that was why I did it. Oh, and man, like, I love that fucking, like, just the look, that like, the feeling the you whole got aesthetic from watching of all it. That. That and that was the same with, the, with yeah. the dating shows, all the dating competition shows. Yeah, the dating competition. Can you imagine that kind of concept now? The concept of next just a bunch of people on a bus, and at any point, the one person can just be like, yeah, I'm done. I'm over it. Next. Yeah. Remember that? Uh, what was his name? Something Roses. Oh. The guy who did Every Rose. It's Axl Rose. That's not Axl Rose. Oh, Poison. Poison. Uh, the guy's from Poison. The singer from Poison. It's not. He had, he had, a, he had a, like a, like a love show where he'd try and find the one that he loved. And so he would go on these dates with all these girls, and all these girls wanted to just, like, just they just wanted to It was like The Bachelor before The Bachelor. Yeah, Yeah, it was amazing. Dalton, which one, if you had to choose between the three shows, Next, Date My Mom, and Room Raiders, which one would you want to be on? So next, Only one I watched was Date My Mom. Well, so Next, you'd be on a bus. It'd be like six guys on a bus, and there's one girl, and you guys are all going just on a bunch of dates throughout throughout the day. And at any point, the girl could just next you and get rid of you to the next person on the bus. Was it? What's his face from the vlog squad on that? Oh, Rock of Love with Brett Michaels. Rock Brett of Michaels. Love. That's, yeah. I, Brett Michaels is from Poison? Uh, He's a singer from Poison, isn't he? I thought he was a wrestler. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about, though. That's Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Room Raiders is where three guys got kidnapped and stuck in a van, and then the, a girl had to pick which one she wanted to date. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. What's yes. That was so fucking You've never seen that one? Oh, that was yeah. so dumb. So dumb. Yeah, so they, they'd have three guys, and then the girl would get to go to each house with like a spy kit and would just investigate the room. Oh, God. And whichever one that she liked the best, she would go on a date with that person. That's terrifying. And then Date My Mom was, th- again, three different guys trying to date a girl but instead, they all had to go on a date with her mom, and then her mom the picked mom the chose? one. The mom chose which one she likes the best. Christ, which one would you rather? It. Which one would you be on? You know what? I'd probably be on date my mom. I'd probably just rock that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good, dude. Like, really? I thought you were gonna choose the room one. No, because I don't like people being in my room. But date my mom, like I but know if, I can work it. Okay. At like, the, I was gonna say at the end of it, she goes through all their rooms, but then they all get to go through her room. Yeah, I wouldn't give a shit. That was a little weird when I watched that episode because they go into her room and 
They went straight, straight to the panty drawer. Straight to the panty drawer. And I was like, that's a little, I mean, I, I guess because you're like 17-year-old boys. I get but, it, but hey. Yeah, I'd probably do next. I, I would think you'd do date my mom too. No, I, I mean, like, I definitely think if I was if I was trying to win. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because, like, you know, I just think, I, I don't know, moms love me. But next just sounds fun. Like, it just sounds kind of cool. It does sound fun. And it just sounds, it's like the most interesting. I don't want to go through somebody's bedroom. That sounds weird. Would you ever do Fear Factor? I had a birthday that was Fear Factor themed. Can you tell us about that, please? <laughs> it was my fifth grade birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember this because I had a friend in fifth grade. I was in Gate. You know, super cool. Super smart. Super cool kids. Photographic memory. And so I invited yeah, you a bunch really of them over. you were really smart, David. You just remembered everything. You just remembered everything. <laughs> I had a bunch of them over for my birthday party, and one of them's name was Kendrick. And they set it up because it was like jello in the shape of a brain, and you had to eat it all. And it was all like these really easy challenges. And then right in the middle of it, it was like eat an entire onion and then eat an entire lemon right after. Good Lord. And that was a thing. And my cousin Joey ended up winning that because he just just didn't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, he was like 15 years older than us, but he had Down syndrome. So he he was like on our level. That's awesome. And he just, he was like, I'm in it to win it, baby. Uh, nice. But my friend Ken, one of my friends, Kendrick, he was the only one that even like got more than two bites into the onion. The rest of us all chickened out because we're 10. And yeah. we're just like, this is disgusting. Dude, you, could, you get some balls in your teeth. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to eat this whole fucking onion yeah. and then eat a lemon after. Hell no. And so he sees Joey just like chomping away with no problem. <laughs> he gets halfway through and he's just, again, we're 10. He's just screaming in my backyard, this fucking onion. this <laughs> <laughs> Fucking onion. And my mom's like, uh, okay, game over, guys. No, no language. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, that's actually really, really cool. Because I, I was super, that was like Fear Factor and Ghost Hunters was all I was watching on TV. Was Ghost Hunters on that early on? 2004. Mm-hmm. Holy I, shit. They were on for, I didn't start watching until I was in high school. That was yeah. like 2010 shit. No, when Monique and I went to hang out with her uh, older sister for around Halloween time, uh, we ended up just binge watching all the old like Ghost Hunters. I think I've talked about it on the podcast already, but yeah, if, if you if you go back and watch it, it's funny how terrible it actually is. Oh yeah, how like, how like much they stretch. Yeah, they stretch one thing. They stretch it, but also too like when the, the oh we're having a team debriefing. All right, guys, and like you can tell it's like they're just they they're trying to remember what the hell the script said <laughs> so they can like say it, you know. So you but, have a lot of dramatic pauses. Yeah. And you're like, no, they really just fucking think. They're really saying. like, <laughs> fuck, I wish I was like David and had photographic memory so I could just say this. I did like Steve Gonzalez, though, because he had like full arm sleeves. And I was like, that guy's Ooh, cool. Who is Steve He's Gonzalez? T- he was just one of the guys on the team. Oh, one of the guys on the team? full like tattoo sleeves. Uh, oh, that's kind of cool. But yeah, no, that's why I preferred A Haunting, which was the Discovery Channel show. And it was just reenactments. Hey, did you guys ever? I know you watched it. It was when... You it was like wife swap wife swap no oh no that was uh you never watched that no yeah wife swap was my shit or what or the nanny one what was the nanny one nanny nine one one that was so good that was so fucking good nanny nine one one was a shit yeah I would watch that with Caleb and Aubrey all the time yeah and I think he goes behave guys because this will happen if you guys keep, <laughs> if you guys keep messing up with Caleb or beating on Matthew this is what will happen we'll bring 9911 over and like we're like okay well, we kind of want that um <laughs> that sounds kind of awesome yeah yeah 991 was cool I swap was dope Do I have anything else no after that it was no. just cartoons can we make a new is it canon bro theme yeah because I'm tired of going is it's just it canon, it's just bro? it's just it's it's just kind of really obnoxiously high who complained was it Rachel <clears throat> 
No, it was me. All right, guys. Since Rachel complained, we're going to change this. Um, well, hold on. Well, let's get there first because we're back from the real ad because we're not doing any fake ads. Guys, thanks for listening to our horrible ad that we will never redo. <laughs> <laughs> we're supposed to redo that at some point, aren't we? <laughs> I, we are. We'll, we'll get around to we'll it. We'll never get around to it. It's time for Dalton's 30-second review. <laughs> 30-second reviews with I'm Dalton. What's my reviewing? Uh, you're reviewing... Did you, you put this in, didn't you? Did you put board shorts? Yes! Okay, you put board shorts. <laughs> Alright, you're wearing board shorts. I am. Okay. Alright, you ready to review board shorts? Can you read the whole thing that I said there? It please? says, it says Dalton, 30-second review, board shorts. The most versatile type of clothing. Exactly. You ready? Yep. I'm going to give you a countdown. Ready? Three... Two, one, go. Hey, guys. You guys ever just want to jump in the water and then go on a nice-ass date after? Well, here's what you're going to wear. You're going to wear no underwear. You're going to wear board shorts. You're going to wear whatever type of sandals you want and, you know, a nice polo if you want. I don't give a fuck. You can wear nothing. But if you have board shorts, you're automatically classy. You can wear whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. You can guys can jump in the water. You guys can go on a date. You guys can go on a safari. It's the best type of versatility. You can also use to kill people or float underwater if you really need to. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thank you, Dalton. I'm telling you, dude, you will not regret getting board shorts. Literally my favorite items that I had. He's not wrong. I mean, like, they're better than swim trunks. They're everything you need. They're flexible. How often does that netting get just like jungled, oh, jumped I, I up? I always cut that exactly. out. Exactly. But no, no, no. But what, I, what I'm, I'm saying is Dalton said you can wear these on a nice date. Yeah, yeah. I wore them on dates all the time. No, he said you want to go out for a swim and then on a nice date after. In the same board shorts. Because like, Dalton's really. not going to take a shower after he goes swimming. No, obviously you're clean. Clean like your bed sheets? Exactly, David. Thank you for mm. understanding. See, yeah. he gets it. He gets it. I, so... I, what I'm saying is the board shorts, it's just a thing where you wear it and you're like, oh, I have to go on a date like in like 20 minutes. What date are you going on? Thank you. I'm taking Jessica out to Chili's or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what am I going to okay, wear? Okay, like a fancy okay, date, yeah. David. A fancy date, okay? A fancy date to Chili's date to in Chili's. your board shorts. Okay, or the Cheesecake Factory. Jesus Christ, all right? Like we said earlier. I'm sorry, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> and so you would just... You know, you don't really need to change because the shorts look nice. You just have to make sure you have like a nice polo on or something. What do you mean they look nice? They're all patterned. No, not not. You can get plain board shorts from Vans. I I ripped my button on my other one, but I really <laughs> miss it. Turns out I gained some weight. So, hey man, really that's miss- good. You're always talking about how you're too skinny. Yeah. So I mean, I'm happy about it, but also I really love those fucking shorts. They look so good on me, dude. And plus, they were like a good amount of tightness around my thighs, and maybe feel like it worked out a lot. Yeah. But not too much to where it made me feel fat. So it was like it was just the right amount. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Jessica's mom for getting me those board shorts because I fucking love board shorts. Those are the only shorts I will actually wear out in public. Shouty touty. Shouty touty, Jerry. Shouty touty. All right. This week, we got a nice, big, fat segment. Is it canon, bro? Mm-hmm. Thanks, Rachel. This week, we're talking about mind control. Hmm. Hmm. This is not the droids you're looking for. not the droids you're looking for. Yes, that is. Okay, so yes. That <laughs> is a type of mind control. Uh, and the biggest thing when I like, I, I put it. Smart you are. Smart, smart, I smart, smart. I put it. I forgot why I put it, but like when you look it up, it's got a much. It becomes much more complex once you really start to think about mind control. Because yes, there is that type, which is like the more mystical, magical kind. Oh, I came up with it because I was listening to something about regre- uh, hypnosis and regressive therapy, 
And I was like, okay, is that a type of mind control? And uh, I'm just going to let it open there. So I'm going to let you guys start talking. I know there is a type of therapy. I don't know if it would be regressive therapy, but basically when people have types of alien experiences, and you know how sometimes they feel they have time pass by like multiple hours at a time, and they can't remember it, but subconsciously they know what they saw. Um, So they would go through this hypnotic therapy and they would go back into time and see what they saw that they couldn't think about. And it'd be like, like hours of therapy and they'd be like okay like they'd be like literally hypnotized but just laying back and relaxed just in this deep sleep and they would talk about what they saw uh-huh. and like i feel like that could be a form not really of my control but like just yeah, of I like i don't think that's my control i think that's just that's a conversation of like that shit blows my mind what we like talk about like subconsciously but like th- think about um magicians right you ever seen like the people that go they get everybody up on stage and then he like hypnotizes them and he goes okay when you hear this bell you're gonna get up and do the hokey pokey you know um and then like they'll they ring the bell after he does this and thing it's and it's a guy in a wheelchair can't even walk and he just gets up and does a hokey pokey sure Crazy. i don't know but yeah no i i don't know like see when i think of mind control I think of making somebody do something against their will. So that's, that's like, I'm literally controlling you. And that's one of the, like, you know, when like in SpongeBob, when Plankton (laughs) goes inside SpongeBob and he puts the controller in SpongeBob's brain and starts controlling him. Like, that's what I think of when I think of mind control. And that's one of the definitions is, is shut the fuck up, (laughs) shut up, shut your mouth is, um, the override or, the subversion of one's will by means of psychological tactics or through... God, you use so many big words. Basically, it means forcing someone to do something against their will Okay. by means of your will. So it's like, like the things we're talking about with the... Um, what's it called? The fucking MK... The MK Ultra. MK Ultra. That was a CIA program in the 50s. Okay. They used a bunch of like very potent, like new drugs they were trying to learn about, mainly LSD. Mainly, yeah. So okay. they would use these drugs and they would. Along with forms of torture. Yeah. And just like all these different techniques to try and reprogram the brain. Yeah. And it's and to an extent, they they got a lot out of it, but there was also like a, like a trying to make a major lawsuit from the people because they're like, I can't remember 10 years of my life. Yeah. Like it's gone. And it was, well, a lot of it too was uh, the people that were participating in this, like maybe 90% of them had no idea they were participating in this. Mm-hmm. They were all unwilling. Uh, and then the other ones that were willing, they were still going through all this torture. They So basically the technique was like electroshock therapy to make the mind blank and kind of wipe it. Mm-hmm. And then once it's blank, they would use drugs or sounds or visuals, which kind of like lends itself into like subliminal messaging a little and bit. There was this one to, where they had to create this suggestion. Yeah. And then they would go in and induce amnesia to make them forget that they went through this by having them sleep for 40 days. But did you know what they did during that time? Like for 14 hours of each day or 14 to 17 hours of each day, they would have these people so fucking high that they would play this thing would be like, it would have a soundtrack and the soundtrack would be like, who are you? What are you? Why are you here? Why aren't you running away? A bunch of these questions for 17 hours going on and on and on. So by the time they woke up, they're like, who the fuck am I? Why am I here? So just like those random things to change their mindsets. With the intent of, of, because it's the government creating either 
seeing if it would work on politicians or more likely foreign agents of foreign governments with the intent of creating sleeper agents that then return back to those governments oh. and can be activated yeah. by a certain kind of like sound the magician's thing by a sound yeah. or which is kind of like the movie The Manchurian Candidate. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but that's basically nope. the premise of that movie uh, is like they're going to get a guy into the White House and then he's programmed so that once he gets in, they can say this word and then control him and he's at their will. But that kind of like follows into the, like that programming of can that happen? Can you can you train the mind to hear one word and then all of a sudden take on this like new. But isn't that done in like the most subtle way through television? Like. Uh, it's like some TV shows are just made you like made to make you think or want a certain way or want a certain thing. Like not just like it's like marketing to an extent, but it also kind of changes your mindset, makes you think like, OK, wait, this would do that. Like I know there's something that's less expensive and easier to buy, but it's this product and they say that they can do this. And obviously, it's better since it's on the marketing. Like that is a, a sense of mind control. Uh, you, can't, you cannot tell this, me that this is why isn't. mind control is one of the hardest things to really talk about because it seems so concrete when you first bring it up, but it becomes so complex and there's so many different Avenues. ways to define it that, yeah, that could be argued as like mind control because it's, you know, forcing someone to think something that they didn't previously think potentially against their will. The way we're raised is, is a sense of mind control, too. Like, if you think about it. We're raised to think a certain way. You know, we don't know any better when we're little. What do you have? You you have a face that yeah, you're all disappointed right now. Uh, no, I'm not disappointed. I just I um, I think you're fucking wrong. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, like if you constitute mind control as a way of making uh, a way of influencing somebody to do something, right? Whether that's through but like the thing is without them knowing. Yeah. I think it's more persuasion. I wouldn't call it mind control. Mm. Like mind con- like for me, mind control has to be like against their will. You know what I mean? Like if, but not necessarily like like a Jedi mind trick. Yeah, not necessarily like you know I'm now in your head and I'm gonna make you do what I want. But I think it's more of like a persuasion of like yeah, you know what? Like you see a commercial and there's not a tone in the commercial that makes you be like, oh, I need to buy this now. There's there's like different benefits. Like, like there's these things called fabs, right? Features, advantages, benefits. And that's used in every sales tactic, every marketing tactic. Right. And a lot of times it's, I'm trying to let you know how my product is going to benefit you in these different ways. Now, as humans, we don't like pain. So we're going to do whatever we can. We don't like friction. We, so if something's going to make our lives easier or faster, we're willing to give that a shot. I think it also comes down to a, you know, a question of ethics. Like, um, okay, hold on. What? Because we're supposed to have the conversations here. So I'm going to interrupt. Think about this. You're watching, we would stay at Papa's, right? We stay at Papa's for hours while mom and dad went on their dates or while they went to work, we would be at grandpa's and grandma's for hours. And we would watch Nickelodeon pretty much the whole day. And we see the same goddamn commercials every time we went to commercial. And then, you know, when you're watching TV, I mean, we don't do much anymore, but when you watch TV, like, it would go to commercial, like, every five minutes, right? You get five minutes of pleasure, then five minutes of fuck commercials, right? And it would be the same ones consistently being stuck in your head. You got the toy commercials, you know, and then you got the 
it's my money and I need it now, right? And then you would subconsciously, out of nowhere, say it out loud because it's stuck in your head. And so now you're thinking about it. And if you're an adult and you have, you can afford to do these things and you can afford to buy these things, like advertising, yes, it's their job, but also it can definitely be a form of mind control to kids who want certain items because it's so stuck and fucking imprinted in their head that this is like what I want. But not, they probably didn't need it. They probably didn't want it in the first place. But when the commercial is brand, it's like fucking it's em, embroidered in whatever the fuck inside their head. They're going to think that. But is that mind control or is that mind suggestion? I don't know. See, because I feel like that's I feel like that's the fine line, right? Like, yeah. are and, are they like th- that's why you're not necessarily allowed to market to kids. Because they are so impressionable. Which brings up, yeah, because that's the other thing is like mine, a, a big part of mind control is it works better on, or, or, or the question is, are certain minds more susceptible to mind suggestion or mind control than others? Yes, and I, I think that a lot of it has to do with they might not be like telling you this, but they're they're not controlling you to do this. But what they're doing is they're suggesting something that affirms something that you believe about yourself already. Okay, but if you're suggesting something multiple fucking times, like doesn't like doesn't that has to be more? That has to be more. So there's actually a movie. Well, hold um, on. What were you what were you saying? Keep going with that line of thought because I like that affirming. Something oh that yeah you yeah. So on. so for instance, like um, I forget where I read it, but I read somewhere that was like people stay in you know you know those people that are just in bad relationships right yeah. like they're just toxic and it's like why do they do that like why like she's so great or he's so great why do they stay in that relationship like they're clearly not happy you know they're like there's all these things but really what it is 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 that that person ignoring them or the way that that person treats them it's validating a subconscious belief that they have about themselves right so it's like oh this is the only type of love that i deserve or oh i don't deserve love or you'll hear people say it you know it's even the same thing where you'll hear people say things like uh oh like i'm i'm just going to be poor and so they subconsciously stop themselves from ever truly allowing themselves the opportunity to make money and they they constantly you know put up these like roadblocks and barriers and it's e- sometimes it's easy for other people to see but it's like it that's who they view themselves as Right. Because like as human beings, we don't we have an idea of ourselves. And anytime something compromises that idea of who we think we are, it's our ego. And we tend to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is too painful. I, I can't have this. So I need to rewrite the order and understand how I can get myself back to see. Okay, that's who I like to see. I need to do X, Y and Z and stay in X, Y and Z to make sure that I stay this person. And I I think that. There's actually a marriage between those two ideas right there, especially what you're talking about with like like abusive relationships where the victim is hearing something that affirms them. And also on, on kind of a dark twist of what you were saying, because the abuser is continually forcing this idea, repeating it time after time after time again of like, no one's going to love you except me. No one's going to accept you except me. And so if it fits with their already not susceptible but like they're whatever they have that they believe that then it's only gonna make it more but is that still mind control it's a form of it or is it manipulation I, 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 there's just so I mean, much mind control it, is manipulation it, and see, that's where is it man- 
it, no, but it depends on what your definition of mind control is. Like exactly. if, if your definition of mind control is plankton going and inputting controls in your head or freaking uh, the Super Bowl com- commercial with Post Malone where they're literally controlling your body, you know, like if Ratitude. you consider that to be mind control, then in that if in that context, no. But if you consider mind control being any form of persuasion that will get you to do something that you otherwise wouldn't do, then like there's a lot of things that are mind control, right? This I, I think our versions of mind control aren't as severe as the as the FBI's version. Yeah, and they're mind control. Which there's is even like that intense. that documentary that there was a family that was going to church and they had a really really good family friend from that church and he ended up like kidnapping the daughter and he ends up taking her downstairs, right? Like where they're at. And he does what the FBI did where he basically drugs her and he has a radio there and he basically sleep deprives, drugs her. And when she would wake up, she, he would like have all these flashing lights going around the room. And there was this little voice that he would, he would talk into a microphone. It would come out of the speaker and he convinced this like 10 year old girl that if she didn't marry him, the world was going to end. And that the only way that the world could stay like and flourish is if she married him and they had kids together. And so, so then this guy is like a master manipulator, right? Or master mind that's controller. More than manipulation, though. Or brainwash. That's another term. Brainwashing, yeah. That's definitely some type of that. And and that's what the FBI in this case was doing, right? Like wiping the brain clean using different types of frequencies because that's, you know, like frequencies are everything and like using frequencies to wipe the brain and then input these new thoughts. Like, yeah, yeah, essentially you're reprogramming the mind. Like, yeah, you're controlling what goes into the mind. Sure. Yeah. It's just crazy that like you could change somebody's mindset, mind control, you know, you could change their mindset into like changing the person completely. Like their personality is gone. Like there, there were stories like, and the, but the FBI, like there was like those people were not the same. Like one of them just became totally like semi schizophrenic to where he would just flip out. And like there was one of the guys that he like his father. They were both psych 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 psychologists psychiatrists psych, psychiatrists. And um, the son watched his father slowly just go crazy because he would go like in the middle of the night when they wanted him there. He would go and he would sleep there and he was gone for almost like they said they had him lay there for like almost 24 hours. And when he came back, he was having like he would just change personalities really quick. He wouldn't know who he was. He would like his memory was only in a five minute span. So anything past five minutes, he wouldn't remember stuff like that. And then the one of the women like couldn't remember 10 years of her life and she still can't. Like she's she still barely remembers the names. And like that's intense. Yeah. Like, could you imagine like that shit? Like, fuck. So I had a teacher when I went to community college and he probably is like one of my favorite professors that I ever had. And he single-handedly like changed the way that I like view the world and like go through things. And so he had this whole segment of the class. It, was, it wasn't, it was part of his syllabus. Um, he somehow manipulated it to where it matched the standards that we had to do. Or he mind controlled it. Um, mind controlled And it. he basically he called it reading through the bullshit and so what it was was he had us for you know the last six weeks of the semester we would look at political advertisements we would look at movies pop culture and we would look at these things and basically have this conversation of what is being said what is what are they really portraying 
what does what do these things actually mean and so one movie that he had us watch it's a B movie. It's a, like a B rated movie. What are those called? Like no, no, no. no. B movie right? is movie? a type of movie. Okay, so it's, so a, it's a B movie. And he was. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's called They Live. It's was filmed in 1988 oh, with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh-huh. And so you know, remember Rowdy Roddy Piper? Yes. Okay, so this whole movie is basically about Rowdy Roddy Piper gets these sunglasses that show the world the way it truly is. So, for instance, he takes his sunglasses off and he sees a billboard and it's like Coca-Cola. But when he puts it on, the billboard goes from being super colorful to black and white. Oh, and it's, it's like the happy and, few. And it says, stay asleep. Got it. Right? Got and it. so then he would That's go and, and he'd see these businessmen walking around and then he'd put them up and then it'd just be these skeletons standing there. Yeah. And yeah. He, they, they find out that he has these glasses and they, there's a bunch of fight scenes and stuff like that. But that was the first time that like, you know, for me, it was presented this idea of like, everything is always has an end in mind. Everything. I'm sure there's subliminal messaging everywhere. Yeah. Um, the, the rate as to which that actually works. It's hard to say because I had I, I had a professor when I took a psychology class, he went to Target and they were having problem with theft. And so he, he listens and he talks with them and he goes, all right, tell you what, they wanted to do subliminal messaging. And they're like, we want to play this message underneath this, the speakers in the music. In the background, it'll say, don't steal, don't steal, don't steal, don't steal. And he goes, the problem is, is that it's only going to work for probably about 90 days. And then after that, it'll go back to it. And then, he'll, but he said, he goes, but there's one thing is that I need to have a meeting with all of your staff and I need to let them know what I'm doing. And they're like, oh, okay. So sure enough, he does it. And then on the dot, 90 days, they're, like their theft rates dropped dramatically, like 90%, something fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But then after those 90 days, it went right back to where it was at. So people are asking like, does the subliminal messaging not work? No, he just knew that most theft when it comes to department stores comes from employees. So if he tells the employees, hey, I'm doing subliminal messaging saying don't steal, all the employees there are like, oh, damn, okay, they're on to me, so I'm not going to steal. But the average time that an employee is employed at a department store is about 90 days. And then the seasonal workers come in. So then it goes back up because they didn't have that message. So that's the degree as to what like my professor said like subliminal messaging actually works. Now... I think if you're in a rested state where your mind is vulnerable to those things, it might be different. I do believe like in like subconscious mind and all of that stuff. And I think that that underlies a lot of it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know why I'm ranting about this, but yeah, that's, that's super cool. I love that shit. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy to think like that, you know, yeah. um, like how much are we really, are we really controlled by things? Um, I think we all like the idea that, you know, we're in control of ourselves and like, are we like, I, I mean, personally, I like to think so, but also like, I'm very aware that I might not be. And like, I, like I've said before, like until you question everything, you're probably just reenacting what you've seen your yeah. parents do yeah. time and time again. Right. Your parents do what you're like, what's for some reason heavily influenced you on like a TV show. Kids these days, they love their superheroes like we did. Like we love Batman. So we always wanted to be that one guy that would stand out. Well, yeah. One of the common, because one of the other common arguments is like propaganda. Does propaganda count as maybe not mind control, but like brainwashing or like it just, it kind of devolves into like any, everything and anything has this aspect of mind control because it's trying to make you think a certain way that you weren't previously thinking before. Very true. And so I think it just it's where you just really have to define 
what you think mind control is. I think it's just different levels of persuasion. I don't think, cause like for me, mind control is like, you're going to make my left arm do this, my right arm do that. Right. Like, which, which they have done neurologically. They've shown experiments where you connect someone's brain neuron paths to their arm and you connect, do the same thing on someone else. And they use this machine that both people are connected with and the control person if they do something with that arm or even like just thinking with it it can make the other person's brain fire off those same neurons yeah so maybe not like uh controlling the psychological mind but you're controlling their neurological system yeah which then gets into like the scientific side of it but we're staying more with the psychological i I say it's fucking can't well and then so let me give you let me give levels and since like that's clearly that thing so like mind control in the sense of i'm gonna use my mental willpower to make you do something i i think all levels are canon like, like I, professor x style Jedi oh, mind trick oh yeah I'm, no I, using I, your like mental willpower like i'm gonna look at dalton i'm going dalton i want you to get up and run into the wall and he gets up and runs into the wall yeah i not canon Depends how much money you give me, but <laughs> I mean, no, not right now. Then there's reprogramming, Canon. going through a certain set of some style of technique, whether it's torture or oh, drugs, shit, shit or scares me, but yeah, like that. definitely canon. Canon. Okay. And then underneath that is like hypnosis. Canon. I've never experienced it, so I can't say it personally, but I think it could be definitely. And then, if I've experienced and it. then the bottom, I think the most plausible level of like con men and subliminal ma- marketing and messaging and stuff like that. Yeah. Which I think, I, th- I think is, it's pretty well defined and proven. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a light form of definitely uh, my control. So I would say it's a super interesting topic. Yeah. Topic. Man, I love that lot. Shit. It's crazy. And there's just so many different angles to come at it. Like that you can just keep going forever. Yeah. Like it, think- it goes into like cults, cults. Can have that angle of, oh, of what you might call it. That's, I, like, that's just control. like pure manipulation of the mind, and then you know, just having such a way with words. You know, drink the Kool Aid is actually a reference not to Jonestown, the People's Temple. I did not know that. I've it's it's a that. it's a reference to People's Temple, but it was a mass suicide of 900 people who drank cyanide and flavor aid, which was called which people mistakenly called Kool Aid. But so every time like we use it as like a joke now, yeah. But it's like we're referencing a mass suicide of 900 people. It's like Ring Around the Rosie. Yeah, like, Black Death. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Terrifying. Yeah, we find the weirdest shit to make and popular. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Fuck that, man. All right. Well, if you've made it this far into the podcast, raise your right hand. I have just mind controlled all of you. Oh, shit. Well, you're left-handed. Yeah, but I said right hand. Word. All right. If you made it this far in the podcast, <laughs> thank you so much. I uh, really do hope that you guys enjoyed the 14th week of Drum and Drummer. We've been um, going on for a while now. It's been a fun ride, guys. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you for who's listening. Um, fuck you to who's not. <laughs> you know? But we hope you guys enjoy this as much as we enjoy doing it. Uh, yeah. As always, go to all of our social media platforms. Follow us there, Instagram and Twitter, Drum Podcast. And you guys, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating. <laughs> it really does help. And until next week, you, you can, guys. You could not sound any more fucking I'm sorry. Funny. I've lost my voice. I've exhausted. Listen, guys, leave a like. Leave a comment. Show us some love. Sorry that Matthew just doesn't have fucking a voice right now because he apparently talks so much. Smash that subscribe Smash button. Smash that subscribe. Straight up have a fucking good time out here, dog. And, hey, we'll fucking see you next week, okay? We'll see you next week. Everyone have a fucking fantastic Friday. Please.
Have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Thank you, guys. I'm Drummer. <laughs> I hate when he tries to make it go backwards. Like, it doesn't roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Go as ahead. always, I'm Drum. I'm Drummer. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Way to ruin the outro. Thanks, Way to ruin the outro. Shit. Fuck you. I'm just kidding, Andy. I love, I love you. you.